Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Green and Growing Podcast. I have Sarah with me today, and we are chatting back and forth a little bit about um, our previous virtual coffee. So at the beginning of March, we had Miss Brooke Hall on, and she talked about a book that absolutely changed the way that she works in her classroom, but also just in her life and daily decisions that she makes. Um, the book is called The Lazy Genius Away, and it's by Kendra Adachi. And um, Sarah and I thought it would be a great idea to just kind of recap if you weren't able to make it to virtual coffee, um, or maybe if you were and just need a, a quick refresher and some of the things we talked about, we want to quick recap that for you. So the lazy genius way, the first principle that she talks about is to decide once. So we, we know as educators, as parents, just as adults in general, we make thousands upon thousands of decisions a day. And the idea behind this principle is for us to give our brains some freedom for what matters. So the idea is that you are deciding once what you're going to do for something that happens consistently. So an example is what you wear. Okay. Now you could really go crazy and decide what you're going to wear every single day of the week, but to break it down, just make it nice and easy. We, we oftentimes as teachers have, have what's called the Sunday scaries, right? And so our brains are constantly thinking about what's gonna happen on Monday and all the things. We're gonna make it easier. We're gonna free up some space. And so you are just gonna decide once what you're gonna wear every single Monday. Now, in the book, she talks about her uniform for Mondays is a black tee with either jeans or shorts, depending on the weather. Sometimes she throws on a cardigan. If it's cold out, that is hers. Sarah, what is your Monday uniform? Yeah, so I um, read this and I was like, I can do it. Like, that's one of the things I loved about this book. And I'm so thankful for Brooke for like bringing it into our like universe mm -hmm. is because a lot of this stuff I was able to like take right away and make a decision. Um, so something else I do, which is weird, I guess, is in my closet, I have a note sheet and I write down everything I wear every week, like <laughs> everything I wear, which I know is silly. And I do all my laundry on Saturday and I pick out my clothes on Saturday for the week. Um, but my Monday uniform is I have this pair of green pants I wear every week. And even though I like write down what I wear, it's still like I have to decide and be like, oh, should I? I have like weird things because I wear a lot of black. And I'm like, well, I can't wear, I can't be so drabby two days in a row. So I'm still like <laughs> moving things There's around. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start the week with my green pants and a black shirt. Sometimes it's a sweater. Sometimes it's a t-shirt. You know, it's starting to get warmer here in um, Maryland, but my classroom is still cold. So black shirt with like a cardigan or something. Um, and that just like, I don't even think about it. Like I know what shoes I'm going to wear. I know exactly what I'm doing. Something else I do. And it reminds me because I'm wearing my Here by the Owl sweatshirt um, from Wandering Maverick Boutique. On Fridays, I always wear jeans because that's just what we do. Our school allows us to do it. And mm -hmm. I just trade between my support Maryland agriculture sweatshirt and my here by the owl sweatshirt 
sometimes I'll throw in an FFA one if there's a, like an FFA meeting, but they're all FFA related anyway. So I just trade between those shirts. So this week I wore support Maryland Ag. So next week I'll probably wear here by now. Beautiful. And it's as easy as that. It doesn't need to be difficult. doesn't need to be a long process. It's just a quick decision that you made that is going to be consistent. Um, some other examples of deciding ones are repeating the lunch that you're going to have. So <laughs> Brooke talked about her husband. He has the same exact lunch every single day. I think it was a turkey sandwich. That's just what he goes with. And it's removing the decision of like, what am I going to have for lunch? Now that might not be for you. And maybe you have a rotation of lunches that work well for you. Um, but taking that off the table, other ideas are gift giving or thank you notes. So maybe you decide every time someone has a baby, you're going to get a specific gift, or maybe you have some pre-purchased and ready to go. Um, sub plans. So we had a previous virtual coffee um, with Miss Cara Parlato Butler, and she just has a template ready for sub plans. So then it's just dropping things in um, that she needs. Startups are another way to decide once. So you have those startups ready to go and you are just putting them on, projecting them on your board. Um, did you want to say? Let me pop something? in about startups. So yeah. um, there are startups everywhere. And I think a big, like something that might hold you back from deciding once on startups is, is it going to be relevant to the content I'm teaching right now? Well, what an awesome thing to introduce something that hasn't been talked about the curriculum and you're sparking the kid's brain to latch onto that before you even get to that standard. For example, I did a forestry startup, uh, thing a long time ago because people asked for it and I was like I'm never teaching forestry guess who's teaching forestry right now it's me um so I do tree ID like in my setup I said you know the first all all every fifth startup is about a disorder or a pest the next one is like a leadership quote the next one is trees so we have been going through these trees and just last week or the week before we did our tree id like field notebook of all of the trees they needed to know for class and guess what they knew some of the trees already they knew how to identify them already because it was in their startups you know, something else people might think is like, well, you know, I don't want to do this. And then FFA, I can I can make my FFA unit a little bit smaller and more inquiry based because I know once a week they're going to get an FFA question in their startups. And I'm able to talk about, you know, women being allowed in 1969 and diving deeper into that history of it going up uh, to the convention delegates and people voting it down um, and then eventually like getting it getting it going. So startups there are some on websites you can make your own i know there's a blog post we have on the green and growing website where i gave you a template of how to make them and how to like set them up so if that's something you're like you know what i cannot waste 15 minutes of my day every day anymore like do it this summer set up some time to like just go hard and make yourself startups that fit for your classes I just got really passionate about that, but I, you know, I made that forestry startup, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago, never thinking I would ever use it. And I was just helping out other teachers. And I, all I do is pull up the next number. That's it. The answers are on there. So even if I don't know, and I'm like, what is this bug? I don't know. Cause I don't know the curriculum is right there. The answer is right there. So I can just review it. Um, and it takes away so much 
thing. Something else I have in my classroom that people have asked about are my objectives. I decided once I was going to print them all out, put them in document protectors and like put them on the board so I never have to write another objective. I just flip it and then I put it up and they're always up to date because I just flip them. <laughs> you know, like it can be as easy as something that annoys the crap out of you. Maybe that's the date on the board. Maybe you mm -hmm. print out all the numbers, one to 31, and you just flip them so you don't have to write it and get Expo marker on your hand. You forget to do it, you know? Yeah, Anybody fun. else not use their Expo marker eraser sometimes? Uh, just me? <laughs> side of the hand, your sleeve. <laughs> a couple other ideas for deciding what once, if you have a greenhouse or you have maybe a school garden, it's just decide once what you're gonna plant in there. At the end of the season, take some notes and, and you're ready to go for the next season. Um, and then also late work, like late work is the worst, right? We're all dealing with a significant amount of late work this week or this year or this month, whatever. For me, it's daily. Um, <laughs> and just deciding what your policy is and sticking with it and or how students are going to turn it in. Grant Hall has a great um, Google form that he talked about, or rather his wife, Brooke, talked about um, that he has his students if you're going to turn in late work, you fill out this Google form so that I have record of why it was late and all the, those things, um, which can be really helpful on the back end when you're grading that content or, or that work. Um, so those are all things. It could be something like think about what is a decision that you just hate making, you dread making things that are just, I don't know, difficult. You don't want to spend the the time thinking about it and decide once what you're going to do with that and and go with it. It also reminds me before we talk about the second one um, about like POA planning. Why do we POA plan? So we have less decisions to make throughout yes. the year. Yes. You decide yes. once at the beginning of the year, you say, we're doing this, we're doing it on this day. And then you're just, you just execute. Like that's what a POA is. So you're already doing it. So feel empowered that you can do this with other things in your classroom. Mm -hmm. And one of the quotes that um, Kendra said in this book is constant decision-making is one of the reasons you don't have energy for things that matter to you. And I don't know if anybody else is like me with my commute, it's a 10 hour day, not even like just contract time. It's a 10 hour day with my commute. So I get home and energy is hard for me, right? <laughs> you know, be there, yeah. be excited for my kids and stuff. So these principles, like deciding once, like we've decided that we are, we have breakfast every Thursday night as a family. So I know mm -hmm. my daughter, she loves cooking eggs. We'll make some type of like either pancakes or we'll have bagels or I make bacon, whatever. I just know. So like, I don't have to even think about it when I get home. So I have that energy to be there with them while we're eating dinner and while we're conversing. So that that's like the why behind, like, it's not just, oh, green pants and a black shirt. It's like at the end of the day, it's so you can have the energy to go to your workout class, to read the book you want to read, to like play on the floor with your kids with Legos when usually you don't want to. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so powerful. And mm -hmm. if you're like, well, okay, Sarah and Hannah, like, great. Here's the next principle that will help you do it, which is just to start small. Mm -hmm. um, you know how New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve or New Year's resolutions come around and everyone's like, we're going to CrossFit. <laughs> Seven days a week. <laughs> unlimited 
let's do it. And now I do admit some people do that. And then like their life has changed. Yes. From statistics out there in the world. It's not everybody. I heard this story of, um, I think it was from guide culture at one time that, oh no, I think it was atomic habits by James clear, where Mm. when you're starting a new habit, you should start literally the smallest thing ever. So a couple of weeks ago, one of my friends, Gigi, uh, she's a nutritionist. She told me, she was talking about energy and I was talking about how I have no energy. And she's like, there's one thing you can do to make your energy better. And I was like, well, tell me more, please. And she said, <laughs> drinking water before you do anything else, before you eat, before coffee will help give you more energy throughout the day because of your body chemistry and like things that are going on that I don't understand. I was like, all right. So I was like, I'm going to drink my whole hydro flask before I have my coffee. Well, Hannah, that didn't work out for me because I was starting too big. Even yeah. just my 32 ounce hydro flask, it was, it was not working for me. So I told myself, you know what, I, I was talking to Hannah about this off, offline before is I drink my water. I'm only allowed to drink my water up to a certain part in my commute because my commute is 45 minutes long. So I go until I get to this place, I cannot drink my coffee. Mm-hmm. And until I get to this place, I don't eat my, my breakfast that I take in the car and I eat in my car. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was easier for me because it's not necessarily about the amount. It's just, okay. I'm just going to focus on this one small thing that Mm -hmm. I'm going to just drink water before I do anything else throughout the day, but I'm not constrained to this like huge goal and you have this huge goal and then you just like fall off. Mm -hmm. So starting small, um, what Kendra said is it should feel like ridiculous how small the first step is of of your things. And, and Brooke gave up, gave this really good example that back in the day, she used to have an after school checklist that she would like a weekly, like an after school everyday checklist. And I'll read out what she has, which all of us are like, Oh yeah. Like that is a hundred percent what I would love to do at the end of my day is weekly lessons turned in on Friday. Copies for tomorrow are done. Um, our I think her hours for herself as a teacher are logged in the AET. Students' desks are wiped down. Today's low grades are entered. Emails are read. Desk is organized. Google files are added to folders. The agenda for tomorrow is on the board. Um, all money that you were given is turned into the bookkeeper. Water the greenhouse sign out. <sighs> I'm like exhausted even reading it, Hannah. <laughs> like, Even though all of us know, I mean, we know that that's what we do. And like, Mm -hmm. those are things that we do. So what she said is after she felt failure of trying to do this thing to help her be organized and help her in the morning is like, you know what I need to do? I just need to change the date on the board. That's it. That is a win for me. Mm -hmm. Just like change the date on the board. And that starting small helps compound into new things. And I think about it like a jackhammer, right? You have a jackhammer to break up concrete or break up rocks or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's not the first one that's going to break it. And it's very small movements, right? But with intensity, very small movements with intensity. And after that small movements of intensity, go and go and go and go. Eventually that rock is going to break. And it's all Mm -hmm. of those small things that happen that compound into that success. And that's what you can do with the starting small, which can be just changing the thing on the board. For me on, um, on Thursdays, I send a parent mass email to all of my parents. And that's just like my win for, for that. 
and I'm a 10th year teacher. Did I do that for the first like eight years? No, Mm -mm. I did not. But recently I've gotten better at it. Right. So I just start small. I'm not going to send a personalized email to every single parent by the end of the day and do all this. And I also grade all my grades on on Thursday. You know why? Mm -hmm. So that they have updated grades. When so they freaking have parents. updated grades because then when <laughs> I, I make sure the grades are updated first and then I send a templated email, like templates again, ding, 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 decide once I template it out and then I send it after. So maybe that's a trigger for them to be like, oh, let me check my kids' grades and they're not going to get mad at me for not having things. So Hannah, after all of that, what are your thoughts about starting small and what we learned from Brooke and, and the book? Well, I was inspired when I read the, this chapter, cause it was like, oh, it can be something like very, very small. Um, and I kind of got it out of the practice of, of doing yoga. It's something that I love a lot. It's something that I enjoy. It makes me feel better after I do it. But I was just feeling, especially like this year, just feeling like I don't have time. It's schedule stuff, right? I'm like, oh, I could do one pose one yoga thing and here's what i figured out is my my children still need me to sit outside their door until they fall asleep and i have this time where i'm just sitting there for 30 minutes 45 an hour and i just put my legs up the wall and just sit there and i cannot tell you the impact that that has had for a short time short amount of time like been doing this a month maybe every other night because my husband and i trade off just lay on my back with my legs up the wall while the children are slowly falling asleep. And I've reduced low back pain. I have (laughs) reduced um, or increased the amount of flexibility that I've had prior. And I'm not doing a full yoga session, not doing a slow flow, not doing anything like that. I'm literally doing one very simple pose, thinking while I do it, having some just space and time. Um, and that has been something that has been so, so, I don't know, just cool to see that that's like so small, so small, but has had such a big impact over time. Um, the other thing that is very small is much like you, Sarah, food, little food right before I have my coffee and I switch from caffeinated coffee to decaf coffee small changes, like very small, very insignificant, um, but have had major impacts on my, how I feel, my just feelings of like anxiety and going to school and stuff like that has been dramatically increased. And it seemed like, I I just love how um, Brooke in her session said, it should feel like absolutely ridiculous. Like you're doing one yoga pose a day for what? I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is seems crazy. That seems so insignificant, but I like how you said the, the jackhammer, um, slowly over time is going to have a huge impact. And I, in my mind, I envision it as like, you're just putting one brick on top of the other building that little brick wall. Right. And at first it's like very insignificant, like, Oh, you have two bricks stacked on top of each other. But then after a while you have a complete full, beautiful brick wall. And I, I pulled up a calculator while you were talking and you doing five minutes of that pose for a month, you know, whatever yeah. that's two and a half hours of yoga. 
And like, if you were going to a studio and you went twice a month, that, that adds up, you know, that Mm -hmm. adds up to that. And that's just five minutes a day. So thinking about, you know, like, what are those things? And, and like we said, it compounds. So you may start with yoga five minutes a day, and then you move on something that I haven't really talked about on here. But um, in January, I started working at my local pure bar studio. Now, most people, including my mother, think I'm insane because I'm already so busy, (laughs) which is true. But at the same point, I stopped working out in the fall. I was doing um, Peloton inconsistently, but what I was really missing was the community that I had back at my Pure Bar studio in Alpharetta. And a studio opened up real close to here and they were looking for front desk. And you know what? Me just applying to be a front desk person um, gave me the ability to have a free unlimited pass to go to Pure Bar. And when I was saying to myself before is I can't make it work. Well, it costs money and, and mm-hmm. I'm leaving my, my kids and all this kind of stuff. Like my, I'm so much happier with myself because I put that time into, even it's a small thing. Like I don't work that much. Like I work just a, a few hours. I probably go to the classes more than I actually work <laughs> to be honest. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm utilizing my unlimited membership and, you know, that was something, you know, it's a time commitment, but now I know that I have something to look forward to on the weekends. Like Friday night, I'm so excited to go see Allison and I get to work and I get to, and I get to calm down. And then we always have, my husband and I always have takeout going back to decide once because I'm not going to be home to cook. So we have takeout on Friday nights and I just bring it home and we try out some new restaurants from work. Like it's, it, it was something, I mean, maybe that's not starting small for, but I've, for somebody might not be like, Oh, I must start a new job so I can work out. But for me, I took 700 classes back in my old studio. I was going five, six, seven days a week. And it was part of my being and I love it. So for me to take one step to get back is like, Hey, mm-hmm. well, let me try this to see. And to be honest, I did go to a few free classes first. And I was like, wow, I really, I need this back in my life. I need this community and deciding once and starting small and all these things. It's not just about school. It's about you as a person as well. Like Hannah talking about yoga, me talking about uh, pure bar and whatever those things are and, you know, making time for the things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think the, this kind of leads us into our next one, which is, um, and our, our last one that we'll talk about today is scheduling rest. Um, and I, I always find this so important because the times that I do schedule, schedule rest are the times that really, I, I get to those really amazing thoughts. And there's actually research that when your brain has time to do tasks that are, don't require like active brain power, right? So like taking a shower for me, honestly, the best ideas, the best thinking, the best things are when I'm mowing our grass, (laughs) which only happens in the summer in Minnesota. But when I'm out on our lawnmower mowing grass, it's like my brain is able to connect all these things that maybe weren't previously connected or my brain has time to work through problems or different things like that. Um, Within the book, one of the things that Kendra says is self-care should be a regular practice of doing what makes you feel like yourself. Um, And so like Sarah said, 
honestly, rest for me um, oftentimes looks like just having a day at home where we have nothing scheduled. And so we can kind of move throughout our day um, with my family. I'm a person who recharges with other people around me, um, people that I care about and I love. Um, and and that, not having something specific on our schedule to do, but just having time to be with one another is one of those things that just absolutely recharges me so that when I go back into those spaces where I really need to use my brain and I really need to be on um, in doing important work, I can put my brain power towards that. Um, I think one of the things that really stood out to me um, when Brooke was teaching this at virtual coffee is she talked about if you are a person where within your job or on a day to day basis, you're constantly using your mind, your rest might look like doing something with your hands um, or being more active. And then the opposite of that, if you are someone who's working with your hands or maybe you're in a job where it's just really labor intensive, resting for you might look like sitting down and watching a TV show where you are just doing something that's engaging your mind, but not necessarily giving your body a break. And I thought that was really kind of a, a amazing way to look at it and that we may need to rest our bodies in different ways, um, depending on how we've utilized our bodies that week. And I know for us within agriculture, one week we could be 100% hands-on, our bodies are exhausted. And the next week, maybe we've been working on proficiencies, our national chapter awards, and our brains are completely fried and we need to just get out and do something, um, move our bodies, do something with our hands. So good. Um, it makes me think of even, even for our kids too, like I, I started doing loop-de-loos because we, I'm allowed. Now I'm going to say not everyone is probably allowed to do this. Like if you're whatever, uh, maybe talk to your admins. But if we're like, if it's nice outside, I mean, it's been winter in Maryland, but we are getting to the point where it's real nice. Like we just did a PowerPoint. We did like notes. We did a really hard activity. I know my forestry class recently we did some really hard math about like reforestation seedlings. It's great, guys. Um, and you just, okay, guys, let's go outside. And it takes seven minutes. Like our loop, it, it's just around our little shop building. We go by the greenhouse and come back into the, it's like such a good reset for our kids. And also for me, I was thinking about the loop-de-loo we did this week. We were talking about all the different spring sports that are coming up and we were talking about fishing and we were talking just like about personal things. And it's so, um, it's like getting your students back to being humans too, which is so nice. And then scheduling rest, like I feel like self-care can be put into toxic positivity. And that is not what I, I want green and growing to be like associated mm -hmm. with at all. Um, self-care for you. No, nobody can tell you what self-care looks like for you. Only you can. Like I know, like me, if I could work out every day, I would. And that's self-care for me. Like I feel I um had the morning off this week because it was my son's birthday. And I woke up at the same time I do every day, went to work out, came back, and I felt like myself again. I went to the 6 a.m. class and I came home. Nobody was awake. I was like, it's Sarah. She's back. You know, like <laughs> because 
that's what rests. Like I was doing something that makes me feel like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people probably talk to Hannah, me and, and some other people who are so into the green and growing community. They're like, how do you even have time for that? And I was like, to be honest, it's more cup filling than it is cup emptying. Mm-hmm. It feels like something that is making me feel more like myself. Even <laughs> before this podcast, Hannah and I were just like, it was the full moon this week. It was a hard week for both of us. So we were just like <laughs> ranting and I already feel better Yeah. now, like going into the next week, talking about these things. And I'm like talking with a friend and I'm, I'm being passionate. So it can be something so simple. I was at NAAE, um, for accelerate this, this winter. And a few of the ag teachers had this really cool idea that they do. A, they had a cool word for it. I'm sorry that I'm can't say it right. If you are one of these people, tell me what it is on Instagram. They do like a teacher, a teacher talk or teacher download. Like once a week, they call their ag teacher bestie or their teacher bestie on their ride home. And they just like, let it all out. And that's like their commute home, but it's not their physical commute home. It's like their emotional and mental commute home. Mm -hmm. So when they get home, they've gotten that off their chest so they can be the wife to their husband or spouse or whatever, and their kids and all that kind of stuff, um, because they got it all off. And that can be a form of rest Mm -hmm. because you're, you're like taking the weight off of you. So you can be yourself Mm -hmm. when you get home. And I thought that was so cool. And it, it's not face masks and bath bombs. It's what makes you feel like yourself and like lean into that. Ask yourself the question, like, what mm-hmm. does make me feel like me? I'm a big napper. Some people <laughs> hate naps. Ever since ever since I had kids, like nap, you nap, I nap, bro. Yeah. Um, and I I freaking love them. Even if my kids don't take naps, mama's taking a nap because she she needs it. That's how my body works. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it feels like for you, you know, that could be milking cows for some people. I, I, I think of Kendra right away. My mind goes to Miss Kendra Callahan and I can envision her out with her horses. And I know that that brings her so much joy and that's something that refills her bucket. And for me, that would not be it. <laughs> me either, I, Hannah. <laughs> I, I would love to go Kendra. If you're listening, I would love to come out and hang out with your horses. Um, but that's just not my way to, to re rest and reflect and have that space. And that's okay. Um, mine is yoga and all the things, but also in the summer, it's also out in my garden and doing things with my kids and playing pretend with them and all those types of things and going hiking and being out in nature. And for some people that probably sounds like the lineup for the worst day ever. So, (laughs) um, I, I just, I think it's so important to stress that do do what feels good for you. If it feels good for you to just binge some Netflix for a day, go ahead and do that. Like don't I, I think that it's really important to to not feel guilt for not doing something throughout the day or feeling like you're not productive. Rest is productive. Um, and I think that whatever that looks like for you is important to to make a priority. Um, and some, something else just to throw in here is like, take your sick days. Yes. <laughs> I had a, a feed up Friday a few weeks ago and two people commented that they took a sick day and they were so proud of themselves for taking a day, a mental health day mm-hmm. for them to just do what they wanted to do for them to reset. 
Like I just could not be more proud of those people. And like me this week, I'm climbing out of sick leave. Like (laughs) I had like three hours left and I was like, you know what? I want to see my kid in the morning on his birthday. I don't usually Mm -hmm. get to see him. I want to see him wake up. And one of our traditions in our family is you get to pick birthday cereal, like a special cereal. It was a, it was a Nurswick thing. Sam did it growing up. His was Rissy's Puffs. Callan and, and Paige, they are both lucky charms and it works well because yeah. Callan is born on St. Patrick's Day. So like I wanted to be there when he got up and he was like, it's done for lucky charms. And it felt so good to just make that like that was restful for me, even though I was with my mm-hmm. kids, you know, like we we're doing the mm-hmm. morning hustle and I still had to go to school as soon as I got them on the bus um, and had to drive out. But like if you have them, take them. Um, and if, you know, just, just feel if you needed permission from somebody, we're giving it to you. We both have taken personal sick days, mental health days, whatever, whatever you want to call them. We both have taken them this year, this semester, multiple, multiple. Multiple. (laughs) It's true. If you have, um, and so does my like teaching partner. I mean, yeah. he, he's been teaching forever and he's like, yeah, I'm a, I mean, my grandkids are coming in town and, you know, family's most important. And I just really, it, it's great to have teachers who are, who feel that way too, who are, you know, mm-hmm. experienced and they're like, yeah, like family first, like, let's, let's make sure we, we keep that, keep that at our forefront when we're deciding to take these days. So. Absolutely. As we are wrapping up today, there's a couple of questions that um, Brooke kind of wrapped up with, and I think it's just helpful to be able to kind of process through some of these. So when you start to feel overwhelmed by whatever, or you're just feeling that that feeling of overwhelm, um, ask yourself these questions. Do I need a system? So do I need to decide on something and create a system so that on Mondays, I always wear my green pants with my black shirt to remove some of those, um, some of those things. Um, she talked a little bit about, do I need help? Um, so bringing in other people, which we we know that being able to delegate is so important. And Jason talked about that at a virtual coffee as well. Um, is there something I can do to start really, really small? Is there one small step I can take to help reduce um, that that feeling of overwhelm? Or is there something I can do that is moving me towards a goal I have? And then do I need time or do I need to rest and reflect? Um, do I need that space? And, and answering, determining kind of where you're at and then moving forward with um, with deciding what that's going to be or what that looks like for you um, in that space. So we are wrapping up and this is a virtual coffee. So you have access to this through our portal and Brooke provided some really fabulous takeaways um, looking at some of the, she picked some podcast episodes that go along with, um, there's actually a Lazy Genius Way podcast um, and they have over 250 episodes. So if you want to dig real deep, you can, but she picked 16 of the best. Um, and she also talked about some different teacher lists and other items that she's sharing. So if you need to connect up with that, you can head to the Green and Growing website and that will get you to our virtual coffee materials and our portal portal for virtual coffee. And we're just so happy that you're here and spending some time with us today and, and hoping that maybe some of these 
lazy genius ways will help you feel uh, more confident in your space, will help you to make some decisions that will impact your personal and professional life.